Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders that are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders and teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and doing it predictably and sustainably. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. We're all facing new challenges, and if you want someone to talk shop with that sat in your chair, I've got you. If you want to become a legendary leader for the team you lead, hit me up and hit me up soon. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we've got you. Hello and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Today, we are joined by Larry Long, Jr., Director of Collegiate Sales at Teamworks. Now, I first met, learned about Larry several years ago when I saw him on a list of the world's top sales coaches. I was super interested to learn about him. I connected with him then. I have watched what he does. And today, I am a huge fan of who Larry is and what he does. Listen, Larry's one of the best sales coaches in the business, someone that every single one of us in sales leadership needs to follow, and someone that has an influence on me. He's had a long track record of massive success. I have found him to be be an expert at developing people. But my favorite part of Larry, and you will feel this immediately when he gets the mic and starts talking, okay? He does everything in a way that you cannot help but have fun while you're intentionally improving, okay? So Larry is someone I learned a ton from. I am so excited to have him join our show this week and what I know is going to be a fantastic conversation. Larry, welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. Come on now, Rob. Good googly muggly. You're making me blush. I know you can't tell, but I'm blushing under here. You shouldn't have done that to a brother on on Taco Tuesday, but I'll take it. I owe you big for that awesome introduction. The check is in the mail. All right, man. Just I'll be I'll keep my eyes open for it. But but all joking aside, I can't tell you how excited I'm to have you, man. Uh, I'm a huge fan of what you do. Uh, Our leaders are going to have a great experience listening to you today. Why don't we start things off fast, man? Let's not go slow. Let's just play full speed. Tell us about you. Tell us about Teamworks. Tell us what you do for your customers. Oh, come on, Rob. So uh, Teamworks, it makes the dream work. Come on now. So we, yeah. uh, we sell a communication platform, a social media platform, and it's really designed to help elite athletes to empower and engage elite athletes. So we work with professional sports teams, college sports teams, and as the director of collegiate sales, I get the opportunity to work with colleges, universities, really helping them with their communication, their collaboration, uh, and really their operational efficiency. Uh, The world is going digital. Why not athletics? Sounds fun, man. I mean, people that know me, one of my challenges is I can't help but make sports analogies in everything I do. And so for for you to have the opportunity to do that as a career, I'll be honest, I got a high degree of jealousy, man. sounds like you're in something that's really fun. I'm at the I'm at the intersection of three things that I love. I played baseball at University of Maryland. Go Terps! Go Terps. Uh, so, so I love sports. I love I love uh, technology. I'm a tech geek, and uh, I love sales and sales leadership. Which I would really say helping. I love helping people, and I believe as a sales leader, 
as a sales professional, it's synonymous with helping. So essentially, I'm, I'm hashtag too blessed to be stressed. I love that, man. So, so that's, that's awesome. And I appreciate that. And our leaders right now uh, are, are, you got thousands of people around the world that are listening to you. So that they're nodding their heads like I and saying, okay, I see where this guy fits and what he does. A little bit more about you though. How'd you get into sales? And I, very few people have told me, I've, I've interviewed lots of them now, Larry, very few say I was going to be a salesperson when I grew up. Like, can you tell uh, us how you got into sales and how that led you to where you are now? Rob, funny story. I've been selling since the age of 10. I was no the way. only child for 10 years of my life. And then my little sister was born, Tiffany Nicole Long, and she got all the attention. I said, hey, what about me? So I had to sell myself and I had to learn how to tap dance and do some magic tricks and really get the attention. But honestly, it was the age of 13, Lawns by Larry. My mom made these flyers and she said, Larry, go out there, knock on doors and offer lawn mowing services in the neighborhood. We lived in townhouses. So essentially uh, up and down, up and down in the front, up and down, up and down in the back. $12. $12. If uh, it was an end unit because you got the side $15, that was really my entry into sales. And funny story, I was scared out of my mind to go knock on doors. My mom said, what's the worst they can say? And I told her, no. She said, is it really that bad? I said, yes. She said, boy, you better get your little behind out there and sell some uh, lawn mowing. <laughs> but professionally, I started after my baseball academy failed. Uh, and I was selling there, but professionally, tech sales, uh, I was making 150 calls for a company called SageWorks to CPAs uh, and public accountants and uh, just getting demolished, just beat over the head every day with 150 calls. But what I learned there was just the power of, of persistence, resilience, as well as the power of being yourself. When I first started, I was really buttoned up. Hello, this is Larry Long Jr. calling from say, no, no. One of the leaders said, Larry, you're doing it all wrong. You, you're not buttoned up. You're crazy. He said, now you don't want to be crazy, crazy on the phone, but you want to make sure you're being yourself. So sit back, relax, and pretend like you're talking to a friend, kind of, sort of. And he was absolutely right. When I was able to step into my own and really be myself and connect, uh, not just with the prospects, but essentially give them my why of their, their, essentially their prospects, the small business owners, that was my why I was able to have success. So sales, I absolutely love it. I love that story, man. And so now you have this cool opportunity where you have the intersection point of what you love, sports, tech, and, and sales leadership. And and I appreciate you sharing your story because I think people now realize really quickly, you have a really unique perspective and we're going to have a fun conversation on, on how sales leaders can have higher impact. Cause I think that's what it's all about, man. Is when you sign up for sales, you're signing up for hitting a number that you are in charge of. But when you sign up for sales leadership, you sign up for changing the lives of the people that you lead, right? Ding, 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 ding. Hey Rob, when I think about it and I, I try to keep, keep my goals very simple, with my team and all the teams that I lead, you can check the Carfax. We've got three goals. Number one is hit numbers. Essentially, you got to keep the lights on. We keep score, which is why I love sales. Doesn't matter what I look like. Doesn't matter whether you like me or not. As long as I'm doing it the right way with integrity, eh, check the Carfax. You, you can see the scoreboard, two thumbs up. Number two, as a sales leader, it's all about learning and growing. If you're not helping your colleagues, your team take their game to that next level, I believe you're being negligent. 
I believe that you're not being a leader. So you got to hit goals. That's table stakes. You also got to got to grow careers. You got to grow skills. And then number three, you got to have fun. And, and the way that I have fun, Rob, is doing number one and number two at a high level. Let's hit numbers and let's learn, grow and take our game to that next level. Shoot. Well, what, what's better than that? That's a ton of fun. Yeah, dude. I love that. So let's dive into that. So I like your idea of the role of the modern sales leader is three things. We got to hit the number because, I mean, at the end of the day, our job is to fuel the growth of a company. So I, I like that. Role two, we got to grow. We got to develop people, develop careers. And three, have fun. I, I want to talk about those last two. I think, I think that's one of the things that has made you so successful and sets you apart from the pack as one of the top sales leaders in, that, I, that I'm aware of. Let, let's talk about grow and develop for a minute. Um, because I think if you get that right, the score kind of takes care of itself, right? It definitely does. And people always ask, how do you help your team learn and grow? Well, I'm yeah. going to give it to you. The secret is it starts with you. Take a look mm-hmm. in the mirror and ask yourself. And Tony Robbins says it best. The most successful people ask the toughest questions. Therefore, they get the toughest answers. So my question to you and the question you should be asking yourself is, what are you doing to learn and grow to set the example? I know plenty of us have kids out there. Your kids are watching. Well, guess what? Your team is watching and they're not just watching and listening for what you say, but they're looking at you to see, do you practice what you preach? So it starts with you learning and growing as a leader, showing the way, and then you sharing and and providing an environment where they're open to share their learnings. You are guiding them. Hey, take a look at these resources. Hey, here goes a few books that might help develop you, not just as a sales professional, because that's our profession, but you as a person. And we've heard it before, but knowing isn't the same as doing. We're in Mm. the people business. And if you want to develop people, you better show your people that you care. I think the great uh, philosopher and singer Mystical said it best, show me what you're working with. There's a quote out there, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And you show people how much you care by what you do, by your actions. So here goes something that you can actually do. Why not have your reps put together a business plan, professional business plan, personal business plan? Why not have them presented to you and then you dive in and you help them along the way? I'll give you an example. Cameron Pelletier, he's now a physical therapist in New Mexico. He wanted to be a physical therapist, not in New Mexico per se, but this was eight years ago. It was in his business plan. We worked on taking the steps in order for him to earn enough so that he could then go to physical therapy, PT school. That's what I'm talking about, Rob. Mm, I like it. So I, I got a question because I'm digging this. I, I, I've been taking notes, man, furiously. I, I, I burned up two pages already. And I just wrote down in all caps and I circled it. It's probably going to be the title of our episode or a theme. Common knowledge does not equal common practice, Right. That's right. And, uh, That's and, right. and change is hard, man. I mean, change is not easy. I, I think about the space shuttle launching and that first 60 seconds, it's barely moving. There's tons of steam. There's tons of smoke. Tower's shaking. It gets like a few inches off the ground and then it starts to go in this little curve and you wonder if it's going to fall. And then it kicks off and starts to go. And it, it uses more fuel in the first 60 seconds to get off the ground 
than it does when it's in outer space to go all the way around the earth once, okay? Cenk is hard. So here's my question, Larry. How do you get people to raise their hand and sign up for that, right? How do you get them to say, I want to do that? Because you know what? You're not going to have success getting people to grow and develop and have fun unless they say, I'm in, right? Or or, or am I missing something? No, you're absolutely right. And I'll, I'll tell you a secret, Rob. It's not for everybody. And that's where it comes down to as a leader, who are you hiring? Are you hiring the right people for your team? And uh, you can, I love sports analogies and we've all played on teams. You know that there's some players who just, they, they, they just, they're not about it. They're, they're just there kind of plugging away. I call them pluggers. I don't mm. like to, to have pluggers on my team. Every now and again, one will sneak through. They, they bring their representative to the interview and they're able to slide <laughs> on in. Uh, it, it's, it's equally important to make sure that you slide them on out uh, because they can, they can be a crab pot and drag down the entire team. But when you have a high performing team and everyone's got their own unique personality, I'm not saying you want to hire clones, but you've got to have folks that have number one, a growth mindset, but also number two, an action mindset, because it's, I'm a big believer that you can't, there's only so much that you can change. I can't, I can't motivate somebody. I don't know anyone who can motivate somebody. You've got to have your own internal motivation. Now I can guide you. I can massage what you're already working with and I can lead you in that direction, but I can't do it for you. If I want it more than you want it, uh uh-oh, we're in trouble. And I don't Hmm. like to be in trouble, Rob. So what I found is really hiring the right people with the right mindset and the right hunger. I mean, I'll never forget uh, Nathan Bird. He had it written on a yellow sticky note on his computer, Relentless. And essentially, I saw what Relentless meant. Funny story. We used to play basketball, pick up basketball. We had about 80 80 people in the company that could play basketball. We were always struggling to find 10. I said, Nathan, you got to come out. We need numbers. He said, dude, I'm from Nantwich, England. I don't know how to play basketball. I said, Nathan, everyone knows how to play basketball. He was absolutely right. He had no idea how to play basketball. He was out there <laughs> double, double dribbling. And I don't yep. know if you know this about me, Rob, but I'm pretty loud and I'll clown. I'll clown a sucker in a hurry. So he got it. And he said, oh, Larry, you think you're all funny. You think that, that you're all good. I'd love to see you on the soccer pitch. I said, hey, Ooh. I'll bet you $100 that if I go out and I play soccer and I'm as bad as you, if I'm out on the soccer field dribbling the ball with my hands, shoot, I'll give you $100. Lo and behold, I went out on the soccer field. I like to play offense. He liked to play defense, and I can see where that word relentless came from. He played mm-hmm. defense on the, on the offensive guy. He didn't let them out of his sight. He took that same intensity from the pitch. I think that's what they call it, the soccer yep. pitch. Yes, into the, the boardroom. He brought that same intensity, that same relentlessness. That's what I'm talking about, Willis. That's what I want on my team. Those are the kind of people that I can work with. Larry, I got to ask you, did you keep that Benjamin? Did you lose it on that? Oh, did come on, Cletus. He said, hey, Larry, you're fast. You ain't got no touch, but you're fast out here. I said, that's right. Let me keep my $100. <laughs> All right. So you, you've, you've given me a couple things now on, on this enrollment thing on, you know, I call it enrollment. You get people to sign up for development. You said there's two mindsets, a growth mindset and an action mindset. Um, can you kind of talk about one versus the other? And, and then let's get into how do you know if – I love the other thing you said. Sometimes I send their representative to the interview and they slide on in and then you got to slide them out. 
when you're looking for those people and maybe for our leaders that are listening to you right now, as they are going through their own team in their mind, so they're going to be applying this. Can you give a couple of things? Here's how you know if you've got a growth mindset. Here's how you know if you've got an action mindset. And what do you yeah, do about Rob, that? I, I'm looking for both. I want someone who's all about that growth mindset and realizes that, hey, I don't know it all. Now, once you get to the point where you know it all, it's time to retire. I can't mess with you. You have it all. If you have this all figured out, unless you're my 11-year-old son, he's got this thing all figured out. But if you're going to be on my team, you have to be humble and, 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 mm-hmm. and really come with a sense of humility that, yes, you might be good, but let's be great. And I use the analogy of Russell Westbrook. He averaged a triple-double three seasons in a row. Come on now. For an NBA player to do that, that's amazing. But during the offseason, he was still working on taking his game to the next level. And when I say working, he was in the gym. I would say he was working on his defense, but he was playing in Houston. They didn't play any defense. Let's keep it real. As a sales professional and as a sales leader, you've got to provide the crystal clear game plan so that you can elevate the skills of your reps in both their, their, their knowledge, but also their actions. Because we all know that I know I'm not supposed to eat fried chicken, Rob, but guess what time it is? It's bow time. I'm eating some fried chicken and biscuits. Even though my doctor told me, hey, Larry, you're going to die early. Earlier, you keep eating all this fried chicken. So essentially, I'm looking for folks that are going to take the knowledge and they're going to actually apply it. They're going to do something. They're going to change. And you said it earlier. Change is tough. Yeah, for sure. But I want the reps that say, you know what? I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to give it a good college try and see what happens. Does it elevate my game? Because that's where the most growth comes from when you step out of your comfort zone. Now, you talked about people sliding in. What I've learned when I'm interviewing, I'm looking for an acronym I call EPIC. I'm looking for reps that have that entrepreneurial spirit. They take ownership. They don't have to have owned their own business, even though that helps. But they know that what I get out of it is what I put into it. The P is preparation and planning. I don't know if Allen Iverson listens in, but yes, Allen, we're talking about practice. Not yes. the game. I need people that are going to practice. The <laughs> I, it's that internal drive and desire. I mean, Rob, we all get hit with obstacles. I need the rep that's going to find a way over it, find a way under it, dig a tunnel if they have to, find a way around it. And if they have to, boom, punch out right through yep. it. And yep. then the C, I'm going to quadruple click on it. First of all, it's communication. And most of the communication is actually listening. There's a reason we've been blessed with two ears and one mouth. We're supposed to listen twice as much. The other one is confidence. Kevin Hart, the comedian, says it best. Say it with your chest. The other one is curiosity. Are you curious? And the last C is care. It's the give a damn factor. Pardon my French, but do Mm. you actually give a damn? Those are the four tenants that I look for. And then there's the intangibles. Do you have a positive attitude? If you're a negative Nancy, negative Nelly, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, Integrity without compromise. Do you do the right thing when no one is watching just because it's the right thing to do? Are you a team player? If you bring the whole kit and caboodle to my team, I can work with you. If you don't, uh, ain't nobody got time for that, Rob. Man, epic is epic, dude. I love that. That that's an awesome framework. I'm a huge fan of frameworks. Those are four really good things, man. That's 
I can see how that helps you avoid a lot of mistakes. By well, well Rob, I'm going to tell you what the key is. It's really looking for past performance. What I've learned is yep. generally what people have done, not what have they what they thought about, not what they dreamed yeah. about or, or or written about. What did you do? So essentially, I like to ask. I, I've got I've got two fire questions for you. I'm going to drop the mic on you. The first drop one it, is baby, so, drop it. So Rob, if I talk to your colleagues. Uh, folks that have worked with you, past and present, and I ask them, hey, what, what, what does Rob bring to the table? Give me the scouting report. What are Rob's top two strengths? Uh, what do those colleagues tell me? And most people say, oh, they're going to tell you I'm a hard worker. They're going to tell you I'm relentless. I looked All at right. your podcast, Larry. I know you like relentlessness. That's what they'll yeah. say about me. They'll say I'm competitive and that I'm just a go-getter. Okay, I believe you. Not if I ask those same people, on the flip side, where can Rob be stronger tomorrow than mm. he is today? What would they say? Not what would you say? What would they say? That's when you start to hear, see the gears turning, the BS meter starts to go off the wall. Uh, they would say, uh, I'm yeah, too competitive. Dude, my, my gears are turning right now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm too competitive. I care too much. Okay. I believe you. What story would they share with me? that represents that. And that's when people like a deer in headlights, they say, "Uh Oh, <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah. And that's when they really start to conjure up. I mean, Rob, I'm gonna keep it real. I know my areas of opportunity. I'm too intense for, for, for everybody, for, for, yeah. for some people, they don't, they don't feed off of that same intensity. So I realize I've got to read the room. And sometimes I have to lay back, calm down, slow down in order to have an impact even though my natural tendency is off the off the Richter scale that doesn't work for everybody now what story would they tell I've got a story to tell I've been given the feedback that Larry hey you're you're like a roller coaster just going down Whee! if you want to impact everybody and more people you've got to build up that roller coaster you got to slow down calm down Shh, build us up and then when you get to the top, wee! So I'm working on it, Rob. I'm, I'm taking my own medicine. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you've got me thinking of how I would answer that. And, and you're, you're dead on, man. I, I like that. That's super insightful. Um, you said something else I want to talk about. You said, I can't motivate you, right? And, and, and that reminds me of, it was actually our very first podcast guest, Robert B. Uh, Thompson Reuters, great sales leader. He said, I can't motivate people. I can only create an environment where the motivated succeed. And, um, and I have, I've thought about that. I agree. I think too many sales leaders think their role is to be cheerleader, right? Try and motivate. I, I had a later, I'm sorry, I'm rambling right now. I had one of my clients call me and, and she was um, getting ready for a job interview. She wanted to get promoted inside her company. And I asked, what do you think your job is to bring? And she said, results. And then I said, okay, what else? And she said, motivation. And I think the answer is predictability. Great sales leaders need to bring predictability to, to what's happening. Um, but she thought it was motivation. And we talked about that for a while. What are your thoughts about why you can't motivate and, and why people need to be self-motivated? And can you just talk a little bit? Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the role of motivation for sales leaders. Yeah, and th this is just my thinking. I don't know if it's right. I'm open to any other theories. But what I've found from my experience is that if the person doesn't have it from within, if they don't have 
something that inspires them, if they don't have a why, and I look at my why, my why is my two beautiful kids, my beautiful wife, uh, my mother, my sister, my father who passed away five and a half years ago. That's what drives me. And and essentially, I don't want to let them down. I want to make sure that I'm delivering excellence uh, out of respect for them and out of really providing a an example. I want to be a role model to not just my family, friends, but also my colleagues. If you don't have that internal why, it's going to be very tough to manufacture it on the long haul. You might be able to manufacture it in the short run, but if you don't have an authentic, a true, real driver inside, I can't provide that to you. I can give you some ideas some suggestions, but it comes from within. And, and I've, that's just been my experience. Uh, and I'll give you an example. I'm not going to give his last name, but I had a rep named Ryan. I worked with him at the accounting company and he had okay. great success. I don't know if he yeah. was passionate about accountants, but when we, when we, I brought him over to my team in healthcare, we were selling healthcare patient portals. You could just hear it in his voice that nice. he didn't believe what he was selling and he just he it just came through, not just in the words, mm. but how he said it. Just the the people on the other line, they were like, you don't even believe in this. I can't believe in you. And yeah. essentially he, he realized, hey, I've got to get out of here. He started his own franchise and he's having great success because he's now doing something that he's passionate about. And that just comes through in your whole being. Larry, this is so great. I mean, not everybody can burn as hot as you are. And that's one of the things that I think is awesome about you. But you do have to be passionate. You have to believe in what you're doing. And I think you're dead on. If, if you believe in what you're doing, you have a chance to be motivated to do something about it. And if you don't have belief in what you're doing, it's going to be real hard to be consistent. You might do it for a minute. You might do it, do it for a day. But ultimately that's going to go away, right? So true. And I've seen it spot on. And I'm going to encourage anyone listening. You don't need to, you said burn, burning hot. You don't need to be, I'm I'm a bit extreme. I realize that I've been like this my whole life. I can't help it, but I love it by the way, but you're right. That's not ever, not everybody. That's a gift. You got a gift, man. I've I've been blessed, but people can smell sincerity and they can also smell the BS. I mean, it stinks. That, that, that's funky. No one wants to be around it. I'm not, I'm not about that. So it's like, ugh, you got to be true to you. And if you're not inspired with what you're doing, it's going to come through. If you're not passionate and really care about what you're doing, the people you're doing it with, the people you serve, if you're not keeping their needs. And I was just talking with someone yesterday about making sure that you keep your prospects and your clients' needs top of top of mind, top of the board. That's, it's not about you. I mean, my favorite radio station, I came in guns a blazing with my, my theme song. Ain't no stopping us now. I love music, yes. but my yes. favorite radio station, we've all heard it. W I I F M on your FM dial. I think it's on Spotify. <laughs> I think it's on Pandora. What's love in it. it for me? That's all people care about. So if I you're not, it. if you're not caring about, if you're not talking about what's in it for them, Oh, you're on the wrong station. They're tuning out. And essentially you're, you're just, you're missing it. All right. So we've got your blueprint. We're talking about people development. I I can't believe how fast time goes with you, man. I could talk to you for hours, I think. Um, But, but I want to shift. It's inside this topic. You've talked about the right mindset. You've talked about getting to sign up. 
Now what I want to talk about, I think it fits right in here. I believe that in order to be a great leader, there's two things you have to have in abundance. The first one you have to do is what you said. You got to be able to have results. You do have to have results, okay, um, for a lot of reasons. The second one, though, is you got to have trust. Um, and you can't have one and not the other. If you have people trust you, but there's no results, you're going to get fired, man. And if you have lots of results, but nobody trusts you, then they're going to quit on you and then you're going to get fired. And uh, so I think you got to have both. How do you get these members of your team to, how do you build trust with them? How, how do you get them to believe that, man, Larry, yeah, he might be a little crazy. He might be, he might be, you know, one of these guys that uh, I can't keep up with because he runs at a motor that's just different. How do you get them? Because I'm like you. I, I, I burn hot. Maybe it's rare that I find someone that's got me beat. But I know that because I burn hot, sometimes people think I'm a little crazy. And, uh, and they, they discount things for me. Oh, well, when you're really out there like that guy, it's, it's going to take three times longer or it'll only be a third of effective. How do you get people to have trust and belief in you as a leader that you have their interests in mind? Yeah. So, I mean, Rob, I don't know who to credit this to, but your actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. Talk is cheap. Actions really deliver. So when I have my one-on-ones with my rep, with all my reps, my first question is, how are you doing? Not, I not, love not about your pipeline. Oh, what about your opportunity? No. How are you doing? How is your Can I ask you a question about that? Can I ask yeah. you about that? Yeah. Have you always been that way or is that something that's emerged in the last year or so? No, 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 no. I, I haven't always been that way, but I learned early on that it's really about your people. And that's, I mean, I look back, I was a captain at University of Maryland baseball and I had the respect of my team, but they also knew that I cared about them. I, my nickname was the, the mayor of College Park. I, I knew people that were in student government, business. I, I was kind of spread out in college, but essentially people, once again, they can smell whether you sincerely care about them or if you have your own underlying agenda where they're, you're using them as pawns. So yes, I've always been that way. I haven't formalized it. Eh, I'm not even sure when I started formalizing it, but, but it's, it's really a mechanism to let people know that you care. And it's just like the sales process, but you're internally selling, you're understanding what are people's needs, their wants, their desires, their challenges, hopes, dreams, and aspirations. And the only way you can understand that is to ask the question, and then shh, listen. Mm. And when you mm. sincerely listen and you take notes and you listen to understand their mindset, their situation, where do they want to go? What's their plan to get there? Now that's when you can go to work because now they know that you're in their corner. They know that we've got to hit numbers, but they know, hey, this dude really cares about me as a person. This dude or dudette really cares about me having success as a person. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I joined a company, Intuit Health. And within the first, it was the first week, my father-in-law passed away in Argentina. I'll never oh, forget sorry. Kelly, Kelly Ross. It's okay. We're all, we're all marching to that finish line, Rob. We just don't yep. know when. Yes. Life is precious. But Kelly Ross said, I know you just started. I was super worried. She said, you need to be there for your wife. And at the time, my son was two years old. You need to be there. Go down to Argentina. That meant the world. I will never forget that. Never forget it because she cared about me as a person. Didn't even know me. Didn't even know me. 
So that that right there is powerful. That's just an example. I got another one. My father passed away five and a half years ago. My mentor and my boss, Mark Winchester, showed up. He drove from North Carolina to Maryland to show up at the uh, at the wake. I I didn't expect he didn't tell me he was coming. He just showed up. That's that's something that's going to last a lifetime. That's how you take action to show your your reps, to show your people that you, that you actually care about their livelihood. I've got a rep right now who moved up up to uh, Connecticut with his in-laws. He's got a got a newborn baby and essentially I'm always asking him, are you getting sleep? How's your wife doing? Your wife is being a full-time mom and she's going to school? Come on now. The last question I ask is, how can I help you? And then shut the heck up. Mm. When people know that you care, they'll open up and let you know how you can help them. Like you said earlier, you've got to create that environment where people feel uh, feel cared for. They feel like they can trust you. They feel like you have their best interest in mind. It's There's something magical about it, but it's really just at the common core, just being a great person, being a great leader, and really, truly, authentically caring about your people. Yeah. And what I love about you as you talk right now, and we got these listeners that are listening to you, Larry, I think every single person doesn't just hear your words. I think they feel what you're saying. And you're right. I can tell your authenticity right now. I don't have to wonder. I can feel it. Right. And so I like that. So let's extend that. Now let's apply that. So we got, we got several thousand sales leaders listening to you right now. And they're saying, okay, well, I, I, I think I have their interests in mind and I, I, I love them. I want the best for them. Right. I, I, I want to be that kind of leader. I think, and you've mentioned the one-on-one, I think the one-on-one is your, is your, one of your most important development tools. Uh, how you use those one-on-ones is massively important. How do you, how do you use the one-on-one to build that trust? You've talked about your first question. You've talked about your last question. Uh, is there any other parts of that sandwich that you use to make sure that you're talking about what they want to talk about? It's not just you dictating terms, any best practices and how that one-on-one can actually be a trust builder instead of just a performance builder. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you, Rob. It's not my one-on-one. It's their one-on-one. They own it. Damn. The, the, the way, the way that I look at my reps, they're business owners. They own their own business. So we, we all might get a paycheck from Teamworks. I get a paycheck from Teamworks. They get a paycheck from Teamworks. But I encourage my reps, this is your business. This is Rob Jepson LLC. This is yeah. Larry Long Jr. Incorporated. And we're underneath the umbrella. But if we don't run it like a business, we're, we're not going to get business results. So their one-on-one, that's their ownership. That's, that's their opportunity to let me know, how can I be that Sherpa? How can I be that guide? Where can I assist you? So it's great to know what stage the deal is at. Is it updated in Salesforce? That's table stakes. We're not talking about that, Willis. I want to know how can I help you move this deal forward? How can I help you get further in this deal? How can I give you insight that you thought you had a deal? You don't really have a deal. It's time to cut it because that's not a real deal. That's a, that's a suspect and not a prospect. So essentially that time that we have one-on-one, that's their time. Where do you want it to go? And that's where I ask my reps to show up prepared, 
What do you want to discuss? And we use a, a tool called Lattice, but you can use any kind of tool. You can have them send top two, top three agenda items that they mm. want to cover during that time. And if, if there's nothing there, uh-oh, I'm going to wave the white flag. We're in trouble. Houston, we've got a problem. Essentially, right. they've got to have direction. They've got to have areas, opportunity areas for improvement for you to do your job to help them get to where they want to get to. Is it hard to establish that culture? Because I believe what you say is accurate. I have my own framework. I call it plan, discuss, commit. When someone comes to a one-on-one, they got to bring their plan. Then the leader listens and you discuss, add context to the content. And then you finish with them making a commit on what do they want to do differently or more of or whatever. Okay? And so that's very similar to what you just talked about. It's your plan, you know, and then let's see if I can be helpful. Um, I have found that too many reps are just conditioned that they're going to come and that the leader is going to review numbers or try and pontificate or put themselves on a pedestal. Any best practices that you can share with our leaders on how you, you can create a culture where the reps actually come with their plan? Because uh, I have found that people like the idea, but it's, it's unique. You're very unique in that regard, um, Larry, that you, you have them coming with a plan. How, how did you establish that? Yeah, I mean, it's when you're in my sandbox, guess who guess whose rules you're playing by and my sandbox is open, I'm gonna provide structure. And I'm gonna ask the questions on how we can make it a better sandbox. But whatever we decide on, we're gonna execute, it it comes down to that action. It's we, we all, Rob, we all know this. So everyone out there is shaking their head that yes, this is what I need to do. My question to you is look in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I not following through? Why am I not expecting? Why don't, why am I not giving crystal clear expectations with my reps that this is how we're going to roll? This is the way that it is. And there's, there's flexibility. I'm going to listen to your feedback to if we can get better and we can step our game up together as a team, but essentially we're not going to continue going down the path that leads to nowhere. There, there's, there's a statement that says, um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. In my Steve Harvey, Family Feud voice, I say survey says, I love it. The statement is, Rob, if it ain't broke, break it. You've got to be looking for ways that you can take action to actually break the status quo. Well, why do you do it that way? Because we've always done it that way. That's not good enough. (laughs) Do you find that when people start bringing those plans to you, that gives you some of the best coaching opportunities when you look at the strengths and weaknesses of their plans? It's, it's dynamite because it's their plan. Yeah. It's, their, it's their business plan. It's what they want to get done. And we have another mechanism, our quarterly reviews. We, uh, yeah. we have, so there's five main, main categories. Uh, essentially, we evaluate our skills. Number one, company. Do you understand the who, what, when, where, why, and how of how we get down? Our goals, our mission, our vision, and how you fit in. Number two, the industry. Or for us, industries. Do you understand what's going on in athletics, in SaaS, in, in athletic SaaS? Number three, the product. Do you know the products inside and out? Number four, tools and resources, internal and external. So we use software tools, but also those relationships, those referral partners, how well do you leverage them? And then number five is selling skills. So we go through a self-review on a scale of one to 10, where am I and why? We add some detail and then I go 
go through my review and, and essentially we see where are there some misses in understanding of where you stand within those. We have 12 subcategories amongst those five main categories where it really allows for self-reflection as well. It allows for growth opportunities for us all to step our game up to that next level. And then for me, we do 360 degree feedback because I want to hear from my, my colleagues and my peers. I want to hear from my direct reports. I want to hear from the executives, the SLT, on what's my brand. When you think about Larry Long Jr., what comes to mind? And how does Larry Long Jr. take his game to that next level? Yeah, I love that, Larry. I, 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 I'm just soaking in what you say, man. I am picking up what you're putting down, and I hope our leaders are doing the same thing. I I'm writing furiously, and I, I think this is super, super important stuff because if you can get them to trust in you enough to bring an authentic plan where they can show you where they think they want to go and, and be willing to say, here's where I think my plan's vulnerable, um, I think you'll see those one-on-ones take a whole different shape. And no longer is it about reporting the past. When I work with companies, Larry, that's one of the first things I look at and man, if you got more than 10% of your one-on-one time on the past, you're doing it wrong. Um, you know, if you got a 30-minute one-on-one, 10% is three minutes to talk about what happened since I saw you last. So I got 27 to talk about what we're going to do next. And I, I think that's an area that people can learn a lot from you, and I appreciate your passion. We're, we're getting close to time, but I want to finish with what I think you, what I think embodies you maybe more than anything else I know. How in the heck do you make sure that they have fun while they're doing this hard work of change, right? (laughs) Change is hard. I've already said it. You've said it. How do we, like our job, man, I I think unless you've been in sales, you have no idea how hard this job is, okay? There is no job security. I mean, we have most of a big chunk of our pay up for grabs. It's it's incentive pay, right? And uh, I, I look at the other roles that, it's so easy for them to take shots at sales sometimes if sales is down or whatever, right? And how do you do that? How do you take what I think is arguably the, the most challenging job, but I also think it's the best job when it's done right. How do you make it so fun? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, fun is, is subjective. For me, I'm going to have fun with whatever I do. YOLO. I think that's what the millennials call it. YOLO. Sure. You only live once. Well, guess what? We're on a yo-yo and not just because of the pandemic and the protests <laughs> and the racial injustices. That's life. That's this four letter word we call life. So essentially, yeah. I think Joel Embiid said it. Trust the process. You've yep. got to enjoy the process you got to enjoy the people that you do it with. And fun is what you make of it. Essentially, Mm. what's fun to me might not be fun to someone else. But I know for me, I'm going to make sure that whatever we're doing, I'm going to to live, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to love it. And, And essentially, the learning... And, 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 and a lot of learnings come from not having success. We all want to strive for success, but those deals that we lose, which is going to happen, what did we learn from it? And how can we roll that over the next time we're faced with it? How can we gamify and, and get creative and have fun? I'll give you a secret. Here goes something that y'all can do. When, when we do demos, we normally try to, try to have someone shadow. We'll have someone from a different, we have different product lines. We've got Teamworks and we've got yep. Influencer. So we try to join each other. Uh, what some of the reps do is they give each other a word that they got to find a way to fit in. So Armadillo 
hey, Rob, on this, yeah, on this demo, this you're going to have to find a way to I mix in it. Armadillo in the demo. And it's just a friendly, it's just a little yeah. friendly. We don't put any money. We should. We don't put any money on it. But that's just now having fun. We're ribbing each other. We're having a good time. Uh, when I talk about how I had one of my best Mexican meals at the Armadillo Grill, I'm now winking at you because <laughs> I got it in there and you didn't even know. And it's like, yep. Yep, I'm smooth like that. So we, we just... I mean, I've, I've really been fortunate. It comes down to the folks that you hire, making sure you have people that uh, I, I, have a, I have a segment, my midweek, midday motivational minute. And one of them I did, why so serious? There's a time and a place to be serious, but a lot of times it's the time and the place to have fun and enjoy what you're doing. So putting that in the practice, it's a lot easier said than done. But finding ways, finding, finding little things that you can do, especially now in this uh, 100% remote environment, can yep. you send someone a, a nice little note, mail it to them that has something funny? Can you find a meme and uh, go ahead and clip it and send it in an email or send it in Slack? Uh, we, we have a lot of fun with the memes, hashtag Giphy in our Slack. Uh, there's some creative memes that are out there, uh, keeping it all appropriate, but also <laughs> bring a little chuckle, little chuckle to everyone's face. I love it. So you're 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 putting the the person back into salesperson. You're keeping out human, right? You're we're, we're people, man. We're not just machines. I love I, I like that. That's what it's all about. I mean, we're people that watch Netflix, watch sports, have emotions, go through dealing with kids. Uh, some some are going through diaper training, potty training. I mean, there, there's a lot of funny stuff that, uh, that, that, that can be had. I mean, on our Monday meeting, we start off with, hey, uh, be- best thing that happened to you over the weekend. And then we do a spotlight. Hey, this is your chance to spotlight one of your team members. I think this last Monday, we spotlighted like our international and our professional team. They've been killing the game, getting NFL teams. We work with the Tampa Bay Bucks, world, All right. world uh, Super Bowl champions, All uh, right. as well as NHL teams. A little bit too cold for me, but they've been putting in that work. And someone said, hey, I want to spotlight this team, team of three. They've been killing the game. Mm. Larry, we are, we got, I got one last question that we're going to do rapid fire. We're out of here, man. This has gone so fast. Love it's it. changed a lot in the last year. I, I, we can't go into as much detail as maybe we would. Have you seen any new non-negotiables emerge in the last year that as a sales leader is part of what it means to be a great leader right now? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's emerged in the last year. It's always been the case. And if you look at the okay. history books, you said it before, it's about your people. Yes. And if you're not about your people, yeah, can you have success for sure? There's there's organizations, there's leaders that get results not doing it the right, what I consider the right way. If you don't truly care about your people and lifting them up, I don't believe you can have success for the long run. You can fool anybody. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anybody for a short period of time, but in the long run, you're going to have a really tough time. I mean, what I'm seeing, and, and we can look back at this, what I'm seeing is in today's environment as a leader, it's your job to really empower, to engage, to promote, and to support. And if you don't, as the economy starts heating up, we're going to see some free agents. I think we're going to hear some reps mm-hmm. say, uh, kind of like LeBron, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. There, there's, going to be, there's going to be some free agency <laughs> trades. And that's just a testament to are you taking care of your people? Because yeah. people don't leave. They don't leave companies. They don't leave jobs. They leave leaders. And there's a lot of leaders in title that aren't leading anything. Got it. That's great advice. Okay, that's 
That that that's perfect, man. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Let's let's finish this thing away. We finish all of them. This has been amazing. I'm so pumped up. I'm ready to go sell something right now, man. I'm ready to go have a one on one right now. Okay. Uh, rapid fire. Three questions. You ready? I'm ready. Number one, biggest sales leadership challenge you see, and how do you beat it? Oh my goodness! Engaging your people. You got to get it. You got to tuck in. You got to tuck in, get, get on their side. You're not on the other side of the table. It's like the sales process, tucking in, engaging with your people, letting them know that through your actions, you actually care. You actually give a damn about them. I love that. And you've given us a great framework on that. So I'm not surprised you went there. I I bet you're going to, I know the answer to this one. When you're hiring people, you talked about the two mindsets. Do you have like a go-to question or topic? And when you ask it, what are you looking for? Well, it's, it's my, my go-to go-to is if I were to talk to your colleagues, what yeah, they say, yeah. that, 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 that tells me a lot. And it's not just what they say, Rob, it's how they say it and yes. what story they're able to provide. Funny story, real quick. I yeah, had a young yeah, yeah. lady. I asked her the same question. She said nothing. I, I thought I thought I couldn't. I, I thought I had wax in my ear. I said, your, your colleagues would say that there's nothing you could do to improve. Tell me more. Are you perfect? She said, no, I'm not perfect. But uh, they wouldn't say that there's anything I could do to improve. Lo and behold, that was the end of that interview. Uh, thank you for coming out. God bless you and good night. You can see yourself <laughs> out the door. <laughs> okay. I, lo- I, I knew you were going to say that because that was a good one. I liked that one. That's, that's a game changer. Let's finish this way. We found that leaders are readers and the, and the leaders that are always trying to grow, man, that they're, they're always just trying to learn stuff. Is there any book or, or something that you would suggest that if they want to get better in their sales leadership career that they ought to be consuming and considering and, and implementing? Yeah, there's a ton of resources. My go-to book is an oldie but goodie, How to Win Friends and Influence People by my man, that. Dale Carnegie. I mean, it, just at its core, we're in the people business you got to be likable. You got to be relatable. You got to have true care. And that's a classic. It is. Okay, my man, this was fantastic. How did they get more of you? You're going to have a lot of people that might want to continue the conversation. Uh, they're going to want to connect with you. They may have questions or they may want to learn more about what you do. How, how do they get more of you and, and more, more of what you're all about? Rob, I'm flattered. I'm honored to be here. Best way to connect is find me on LinkedIn, Larry Long Jr. I got a smile for a mile. I got the face for radio. You'll see the profile. You'll be like, yep, that's that dude right there. I would love the opportunity to interact and engage and help you in any way that I can. Okay. He is Larry Long Jr., right? This dude is helping people be relentless in their quest for being excellent and their personal improvement. Uh, he's helping make sure that common knowledge is not common practice. And no matter what he does, this is a Sherpa that's guiding people up the mountain. Larry, it has been my pleasure to be with you. Thanks for joining us. And as I say to everybody, happy selling. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you like this show, you're going to love the resources that we bring to the table. Like my Patreon community, Sales Leadership United. Go check it out. I share some of my very best content, and I have a private podcast there for members only. In addition, we provide coaching to sales leaders around the world and help them make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. Listen, if you got anything from this interview I had with Larry Long today... I hope that you got the importance of being in the people development business. 
But unfortunately, most companies invest heavily in their salespeople, but they leave us as sales leaders to figure it out on our own. But you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to play guessing games. And experience is the most expensive and least effective way to get to the next level. If you want a resource, if you want to save time, if you want to get there faster and become elite, hit me up. My group helps sales leaders that are new or experienced in startups or mature companies, growing fast or growing slow in many different industries. We're here and we can help you go fast. Now, how awesome was that conversation with my guy, Larry Long Jr.? If you don't get fired up listening to Larry and his approach to leadership, I don't know what will fire you up. And one of the first things that Larry said is something that I have not stopped thinking about. In fact, I've had this conversation with lots of leaders since. He said he's been blessed to do things at the intersection of his three loves, right? Not his likes, three loves, sports, tech, and sales leadership. And he can't hide his passion for that trifecta of awesomeness that he has. And if that's the only lesson you have from this conversation, it is a good one. And it's this, the first sale that happens with any team has to happen in the heart of the salesperson. And if you want to go one up from that, in order for the team to have ongoing success, that first sale has to start in the heart of the sales leader. So if you can't get passionate about what you do, then you need to find something where you can be passionate. Because not only is that passion infectious, and not only um, are the stakes too high and the people that you lead, they, they, they deserve that. Life's too short to be doing something that you don't love. So Larry's a person I could talk to every single day. There's tons of lessons in this killer conversations, but this thing that screams so loudly at me is the authenticity that he has. I'll say it again. Authenticity. Either you have it or you don't. Your reps and your customers can see through your smoke screens a mile away. And his people know he prioritizes their growth and their development, but not because of their words. It's because of how Larry prioritizes what he does and how that makes those he works with feel. And that, to me, summarizes my man, Larry Long Jr. He gives a shit. He is all in on behalf of those he works with and those he works for. And they know it. Um, you can't fake it. And he doesn't have to tell them. He showed them. And, and, and that's why those people he leads would do anything he ever asks. Because he's not doing a song and a dance. He isn't going through the motions. This guy is giving everything he has to to make sure his team hits their goals. That they are consistently learning and growing. And that they are having fun while they do it. This is something you have to have. It's a non-negotiable today. And you can't fake it. It's the first shift every sales leader has to have if they want to be elite. I believe there's four shifts you have to have. I'll talk about the first one right now. The first shift is to transform yourself. To make sure you don't see your team as a means to an end or as something to help you achieve your own personal goals. You have to fully commit to their growth, development, and success. And the more you invest in the success of each individual, the more successful you will be as a leader. And too many leaders stay stuck in the information business. They think that if they give a rep enough reports or enough data or, or trainings or industry studies or whatever, the rep will put the pieces together and figure it out. That's why I call it the information business. We'll make it a grab bag of information and hope they figure it out. But the authentic leaders move into the true transformation business and they create well-lit pathways to success. So make that personal shift and commit to the ongoing growth of each member of your team because those that do become elite. Those that don't, they stay average at best. And your company, your team members, and yourself, they all deserve that kind of authenticity. So this week, revisit authenticity. 
You may not be able to burn as hot as Larry does, but I don't know anybody else who can. But you can for sure bring to the table the kind of authenticity Larry displayed today in your own way. And if you do, this will become one of your greatest leadership assets and it will attract the very best in everything your team does as a result. So, thanks to Larry for lighting up our show this week. I appreciate him joining us and sharing his blueprint for how he connects with those he leads. This was an episode I hope you go back and check out a few times. There are so many amazing lessons in it. Uh, I burned up pages of notes in this conversation. I appreciate you, Larry, and encourage all of our listeners to connect with him. Reach out to him. Larry is one of those guys that's always willing to help and share, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to speak with him today. And I'm so grateful, Larry, that you'd be willing to share some of your insights with our listeners. But most of all, I want to thank each of you, our listeners. Our show continues to grow. I can't thank you enough for the support and the shares. If you liked what Larry had to talk about today, please go over to iTunes and give us another five-star review because this is the best way for our show to grow and for me to get access to the best sales leaders in the world. So here's to authenticity. Stay in the people business. Make sure your actions demonstrate you have their interests in mind and that your focus is on their growth and their success. Move past the numbers and double down on that individual journey for each rep on your team. And if you do this, you'll find people will not only choose to make changes, they're going to thank you for it. So I wish you a fantastic week. And as always, don't worry, just execute because we got you. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.